Do you like trolling the President of the United States, supposedly the most powerful man in the world, in reality, the most senile man in the world? Um, well, apparently, both the Republicans and the Libertarian Party are at it more or less at the same time with slightly different approaches. And although neither of them is going to achieve anything because, of course, then, you know, the Democrats and the establishment are not going to allow it to happen, it's still funny and I want to look at it because they raise good points. You mean they're not going to allow it to happen? Allow trolling to happen? Well, they'll allow the trolling, but not the, the actual real results that oh, could right. happen, right? Okay. So here the Libertarian Party wrote out a nice uh, long tweet about their plans to combat a, an ongoing problem. And I'm, I'm just going to read it. The whole thing, it's not that long, but I think it's hilarious and uh, credit to them for doing it. So it says, we intend to file for conservatorship over Biden and McConnell. Here's why. Um, now, before you dismiss this as political theatre, hear us out. The mental acuity and overall health of our nation's leaders are not matters to be taken lightly. When signs of cognitive decline become evident, it's not just a personal issue, it's a national security concern. And uh, I don't know about you, but I actually think this is a very, very good point. Why, why have you got all these senile people in there? McConnell, literally stony-faced, had like a, like a mini-stroke on camera, didn't he? Um, Biden just constantly... Uh, like he's in sort of the late stages of dementia. It is just not a, look, a good look for America. It's also oh. not good that the people running your country at the higher echelons of politics don't even know what day it is. How long can you do that before you just end up in a nuclear war because everyone's too old and retarded? Mm -hmm. uh, they probably still think the Cold War is going on. It I, would explain a lot of uh, the US's foreign policy at the minute. I mean, there's a lady, I forget her name, but she was around to remember the Holocaust. And she's a senator. She's like 98 or something. Oh, is that um, she Diane Feinstein? Yeah, she should not be here. Yeah. She's like in, we, getting wheeled around in a wheelchair, not even able to walk anymore. Well, how does she know what she's voting on? <laughs> she doesn't. It's also just not humane for them that they're being forced into politics because they used to have some clout. And the, the, you know, the Democrats so and the Republicans. power out of their dead body or something. It is, yeah. It's, it's, it, they occupy a seat that then the party can basically control. So they, they're good puppets because, you know, they're, they're easy to move about because they're old. In a, in a figurative sense, of course. Yeah, well, you're literally 89 being wheeled about. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what you're voting. You're just told to press the button. <laughs> yeah, press the green button. Uh, of course. So it carries on to say, um, we're all aware of the gaps, the lapses in memory, the freezes and the incoherent statements made by these two powerful men. These aren't mere quirks, they're, they're red flags. The decisions made in the Oval Office and the Senate floor have far-reaching implications affecting both domestic policy and international relations. If the individuals making these decisions aren't at their cognitive best, um, the consequences could be dire. President Biden's frequent verbal missteps and the uh, moments of confusion aren't merely embarrassing, they're alarming. From forgetting names to stumbling over words to saying straight up gibberish or shaking hands with the air, <laughs> the, um, the president's behavior raises legitimate questions about his mental fitness for the highest office in the land. This isn't about par partisanship, it's about the well-being of our nation. I mean, I, I see nothing wrong here so far. Similarly, Mitch McConnell has exhibited behavior that should give us all pause. His public appearances have been marked by uh, contradictory statements, a lack of focus, and he has literally froze during a press conference multiple times. As a minority leader of the Senate, McConnell wields significant influence. If he's not mentally up to the task, it's not just his problem, it's America's problem. Beyond the, the easily observable mental and physical instabilities of both men, the indefensible um, incurrence of a 4.8 trillion um, debt, 
um, continued involvement in an unwinnable proxy war in Ukraine, questionable and potentially criminal business and political um, affiliations and lack of awareness to um, to the state of the United States domestically and uh, make these conservatorships a matter of utmost ur urgency. Why conservatorship? Um, conservatorship is a legal mechanism designed to protect individuals who cannot take care of themselves. While it's an extreme measure, we believe the situation calls for it. The Libertarian Party is taking this step to send a clear message. The mental health of our leaders is a priority that should help transcend uh, political affiliations. This action is about more than just two individuals. It's a wake-up call for the voters and politicians alike to prioritize mental fitness in our leaders. Cognitive ability should be a non-negotiable qualification for public office. I wholeheartedly agree with that. We, the voters, have the ultimate power to hold our leaders accountable. It's our responsibility to ensure those in office are mentally capable of the tasks they've been elected to perform. The conservatorship action is a step in that direction, but it's not the end. We must continue to scrutinize question and when necessary, replace those who are not fit to lead. We are seeking legal representation in these matters in Washington, D.C., so that we can move forward with the proceeding as quickly as possible. If you are a D.C. Um, probate attorney and you are interested in assisting us with this action, please reach out. We also encourage other aggrieved parties to file for conservatorship of as many incompetent geriatric members of the federal government as possible. Incredibly based. Um, we invite you to join this uh, critical endeavor. The future of our nation depends on the mental fitness of those at its helm. Let's act before it's too late. Sincerely, the Libertarian National Committee. So what are your thoughts on this now? I've read the full thing out. I mean, it's a strategy, but the fundamental problem is absolutely true. Like mm -hmm. the, the ancient individuals who run the US government, who are literal puppets, as we mentioned, mm -hmm. they got to go. You've got to start getting out of these people because it, it's just too dangerous. It is a dictatorship of the skeletons, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Well, America never used to be like this either. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a graph of the senators' uh, average age, or uh, what is it, plus 65 over time. And it's very, very recent. You get this massive spike. There's really no like need for it, is there? I mean, with, with age does come experience, but there is a, a very quick drop off with that, right? I mean, In, when, you, when you start, you know, wearing adult diapers. Yeah, when you have to be wheeled around um, because you're so old. Obviously, I'm not saying that disabled people shouldn't be in Congress. But there's but, a time to retire. Yes, um, and it is probably now for for both of them. In fact, it's probably about ten years ago for both of them because it's entirely obvious. Like you hear Biden in the '80s, you hear Biden now. They sound like two different people, don't they? I mean, Biden was at least semi-articulate in his heyday, if you can call it that. But if if like I don't know. 50-year-old Biden was president, you'd have none of the criticisms you have of him mm -hmm. in this regard. Yeah, well, you wouldn't be bringing up the mental acuity because, you know, a 50-year-old normally has it unless they've got some sort of degenerative disorder, right? So it wouldn't be a problem. And it's just absurd that people are denying it. Pretty much, um, you know, and it's one-sided as well. I think it's good that they single out Mitch McConnell because then it doesn't seem like it's a partisan thing, does it? I think. I mean, it's not necessarily. It's just the, the, the most ancient and ridiculous ones just happen mm -hmm. to be Democrats. Yeah, well, I think that they're more inclined to, to run people to be puppets. Okay. President is a, a good example of that, right? But um, that's not all that's going on. Um, the Republican Party's at it as well. And um, here we have the BBC talking about how... Um, the, I think he's the House leader, isn't he? Uh, McCarthy says, House will investigate the president. Of course, this is uh, uh, another impeachment, this time Biden and not Trump. Um, but 
it's going to go just about as far as the Trump ones, really, in that it, you know, the the Senate has to vote by a two thirds majority to convict the president, and the Republicans don't have the numbers in the Senate, so it's a waste of time. It wouldn't matter if he had, as Sam Harris put it, dead kids in his basement. Yeah, like these people stand by them. Yeah, of course they will. It's so along party lines that there's no way any Democrats are going to defect um, in enough numbers to shift that. So, it, you know, coming up to 2024, I think it's more of we're going to, you know, drag your name through the mud again, as you did with Trump, and remind people of all of your corrupt business dealings. It seems to be just like, yeah, ha ha, look at Hunter getting convicted as well. as a sort of rubbing your You've nose. seen in. more Hunter cock pictures. <laughs> I love that meme so much. <laughs> People who don't know, like the Republicans keep posting pictures of Hunter Biden with his cock out, and you're just like, I didn't need to see that though. I've seen it too much. Like, I, I had to look through some of the Hunter Biden leaks, and 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 dear God, I, <laughs> I think I need religion. After like it. I got, he was a degenerate, drug addicted, corrupt mm-hmm. bastard who whose father is profiting all of this. This is how they have their mm-hmm. twenty million from stealing uh, from the American people and taking bribes internationally. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see his cock. Yeah, That's I mean, <laughs> I, I'm I'm quite the empiricist. I believed in you know seeing firsthand evidence. However, in this particular case, <laughs> I'm willing to take people's word for it. Or I wish I could go back and you know bleach my eyes, perhaps. But um, it's also worth mentioning. I did a long timeline. This was from all the way back in January of 2021, when I think Biden assumed office. I did. A, a timeline from about 2009 to about 2015 of all of Hunter's business dealings and putting it in a timeline format allows you to see all of the connections forming, all of the threads. Also, funnily enough, all of his business um, is in countries that were you know, enemies of the United States or looking to get something out of the United States in that, you know, China, Russia, kind of people that were Ukraine. Yes. Funny that, isn't it? And you mean, why would you need a crack addict? On, on your board getting $200,000 a year. I, I, I mean, what expertise does this crackhead have that other people don't? Man, he knows his crack. <laughs> I mean, it's funny that the people at the, the board of Burisma are just like, you know what? We've been in the oil industry. We're not making enough money. <laughs> we need a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> but no, funnily enough, they hire him to the board at, when uh, Joe Biden was vice president. And then recently it emerged uh, a phone call of Biden basically pressuring the Ukrainians by leveraging a, a billion dollar loan over their head saying you need to get rid of the prosecutor that funnily enough was looking at um, Burisma um, and corruption and looking to prosecute them for being corrupt and bribing people um, such as my son yes there's no conflict of interest there that's not no that's certainly not a smoking gun to suggest that you know we have the uh, the records of Hunter getting the money we have uh, email records have been having email correspondence with the board members saying I'm doing this for corrupt reasons this is yes. why I'm introducing you to my friend at Burisma who paid me all this money dad yes and we have Joe Biden calling up the prosecutor saying you need to get rid of this guy otherwise we're not going to give you all this money taxpayers money yes I mean come on it is, it is, it's a done deal right the, the corruption is obviously there and of course Joe Biden also famously said um, I've had no dealings with my my son's business. He's on record as having met business associates of Hunter, uh, a Chinese guy, <laughs> and then calling up and doing the corrupt thing. Yes, or alleging he's done. Mm-hmm. And also, um, there have been people who have been involved in Hunter's business dealings, realised it's too hot, 
and come out publicly. I think it was Tony Boblinski or something like that. Um, yeah, he came out and said, yeah, Joe knows about it. I know because I corresponded with Hunter. And how do you think Joe's worth $20 million? Yeah, well, yeah. salary. Yeah, he's worth a lot of money. Where's it come from? He made, I think he's made $2 million uh, since assuming office as well. How's, how's he done this? Since he's become president. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, he's just really, really good at business, clearly. I mean, there's no conflict of interest here whatsoever. Um, but what I wanted to draw attention to, of course, this is all theatre. Um, you know, it's not going to achieve anything. It's just winding up the Biden camp on purpose, I think. That's the, the actual tangible real result that's going to happen from this. Maybe drawing awareness to the fact that he's senile and corrupt. But the important thing is this. White House sends a letter urging news outlets to ramp up scrutiny of Biden impeachment inquiry. This doesn't seem particularly uh, democratic, does it? The White House using its influence to... Uh, State-run media. That's, that's mm -hmm. all much of the American media is. Like, it's officially privatized, like someone owns it. But mm -hmm. they have regular meetings with the guy in charge of the state and work with him to mm -hmm. control the narrative. What is it called again? So, when uh, you have a, a sort of indistinguishable link between the central government and private enterprise? There's a specific word for that. So it's called fascism. Mm. Definition. Yeah, it's a strange thing. Oh. Yeah, it's a bit, bit, bit awkward. Uh, there's this relationship. But uh, um, here we have The Hill. Um, I'm, I'm going to go through and, and prove that they've listened. So The Hill says, Senate GOP says House lacks evidence for impeachment. And then I'm going to read a little bit of what they actually say. We just named it. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a, um, a direct quote from one of the Senate GOP leadership team. It really comes uh, to how do you prioritize your time? <laughs> uh, I don't know of anybody who believes Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer will take it up and actually have a trial and convict a sitting president, said Senator John Corrin, uh, Republican for Texas. Um, since they got the majority, they got the chairman of various committees, they could do all of that now without going to a formal inquiry. He said, members of the House don't really care what I think. All I can tell you is unlikely to be successful in the Senate rather than doing something they know is unlikely to end the way they would like. Maybe they want to emphasize other things, which is not a word of that is wrong. But it's also not saying it lacks evidence. It's saying it's a waste of time, which is what I said. I mean, we've, we've gone through the evidence. The evidence is there. We have it all, you know, tangible, real paper trail. But just because you found someone committing a crime doesn't mean they're actually going to be punished. No, because punishment is selectively enforced by whoever wields power. Um, in this case, uh, the Democrats have enough that this is going to go nowhere. So it is a waste of time. Um, it does go on to say, talk to one Republican who says, uh, I'm not entirely convinced by the evidence. But the vast majority of the Republican Party say there is evidence, but it's just not an effective use of our time in the run-up to a presidential election to be focusing on this when we could be hammering home. He's destroyed the economy. He's old. And, you know, there are tangible things that voters are feeling and they can just feel in the air that they can appeal to rather than he's corrupt. Here are all the documents that most people aren't going to read. I mean, it's just strategy at the end of the day. So here we have the Financial Times um, saying, it could backfire Kevin McCarthy's Biden impeachment gamble. And it says, most Democrats and even some Republicans say the case for opening an impeachment inquiry may be among the weakest ever against a sitting president. No. The evidence is there. It's pretty clear. Quite nice to know who is state-run media, though. 
It is, yeah. I mean, when they just release <laughs> the information, just saying, yes, we're just going to tell the media what to do, and then the media does it. Um, here we have um, Oron McIntyre. Um, he's talking about the Associated Press, saying Journalis journalism was always like this. You only just started noticing, which, of course, is true. And then you have the Associated Press saying, since gaining the House majority, House Republicans have aggressively investigated Biden and his son, claiming without evidence they have engaged in an influence-peddling scheme. So the Hill, the Financial Times, and the Associated Press were like, there's no evidence. Mm -hmm. After the Biden administration said, mm -hmm. you should run stories criticizing them, saying they have no evidence. Mm -hmm. even and you're going to have to hold your breath for this next one, Callum. I, it's going to be such a shock. CNN. Did you read the link at the top? Yeah, because I, I can see the logo. But what have they said? You've spoiled the surprise now. But yes, it is CNN. Um, who'd have thought? Um, the most predictable impeachment investigation in American history. They're just going with the, yes, this is predictable, this is boring. Don't even pay attention to it. Because we are corrupt and no one cares. Mm -hmm. And then finally, um, shocked to no one as well, uh, MSNBC. Um, McCarthy's Biden impeachment inquiry is the Benghazi investigation on steroids. State-run media. Yes. Um, so yeah, I thought this was important. It's just the most naked link between the White House and the media just parroting what the White House wants to say, I've probably ever seen. And uh, here it is. Um, as well as the fact that, yes, uh, the Libertarian Party and the Republican Party don't actually hold any power to do anything about the very tangible corruption, and so they're just trolling them. Um, it's not necessarily that productive, but I think it's funny, and I, I thought it would be uh, good to lift the spirits in contrast to this obvious rampant uh, Fascism, I suppose, as, as you put it. If you appreciated that segment from the podcast of the Lotus Eaters, you can go to lotuseaters.com to get access to all the premium content that's on the site, such as the Brokenomics series, this one on the economics of empire with AA. If you'd like to find out what else is being put out, you can follow on Getter at lotuseaters underscore com on Getter. Thank you and goodbye.